takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today as we talk Islanders hockey. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. Islanders' five-game West Coast trip is over. We will break down the positives and the negatives and what it means as we move forward. We'll also preview tonight's game against the Vancouver Canucks and uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, a player who was only briefly an Islander but was very, very productive during his time here. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, something you'd like us to talk about on the show, Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, like uh, Tim from, you know, Setauket, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, including tonight. So make sure you uh, join me. I'll give you some instant insight and analysis. And it is always fun to interact with fans during the game and really any time. So feel free to, uh, to hit me up on Twitter when you get a chance. So first off, no practice Wednesday. Uh, as the Islanders returned from Denver to Long Island. So no updates available as of the time I'm recording this on Matthew Barzal and Zdeno Chara. They did not practice on Tuesday at the morning skate before the game, did not play in the game against the Avalanche. And realistically, uh, when you look at it, You have Barzal with the lower body injury, Chara with the upper body injury, and it is very much a hurry-up-and-wait kind of a situation where they're listed as day-to-day. The Islanders certainly can use both of those players back in the lineup, but as of right now, they don't have them. And again, uh, we'll update you on Twitter uh, or on tomorrow's podcast as soon as we have new news on either one of those players. The road trip is over. It was a five-game road trip. We said they had to go at least 3-1-1 one, and one on that road trip. They didn't get that done. They went 2-2-1 two, two, and one on the trip. But looking back on this road trip, and this is something that the Islanders themselves said, I, I think 
this team raised their level of play overall over these five games. And J.G. Pajot uh, basically saying, I think for the most part, we did a lot of good things. We played with more energy, created more. We played hard. Now it's a matter of regrouping here, building on that, going home, and finding a way to get on a streak at home. And I think that that is largely true as far as what J.G. Pajot said. You look back at this five-game road trip, and I think overall the Islanders were better against the Kraken in the first game of the trip. The Islanders dominated for at least 30 minutes of that game, got a big lead, kind of coasted down the stretch in the third period, but by then, the outcome was no longer in doubt. Big win. Against San Jose, 47 shots on goal. More scoring chances than the Islanders usually have in two or three games in that one game alone, and yet, you know, they couldn't quite finish off the Sharks. That's going to happen every once in a while. But again, the performance itself was not a bad one then. And they still got a point out of that game because it was a shootout loss. Then the only real bad performance on this road trip in L.A. last Saturday where they lost 5-2 to two, and the team just came out flat. I mean, it was just an embarrassing performance. And not the kind of (coughs) game that this team can afford to play. And realistically, you know, you're fighting for that playoff spot. And you want to get back into it. The game against L.A. is the kind of game, if they win that game, then they have the 3-1-1 road trip. You can't be as flat as the Islanders were against the Kings. You had the 4-0 shutout against Anaheim, which was a very strong defensive performance. Only six shots, give or take, one from the high percentage scoring areas by the Ducks in the game. And then the final game of the road trip, yes, a 5-3 loss to the Avalanche, but on the road, toe-to-toe against arguably the best team in the National Hockey League. Plenty of scoring chances, good goaltending, overall good play, and then the controversial goal overturned. Realistically... Bottom line for the New York Islanders, this was not a bad road trip. The problem realistically, however, the the flip side of it, yeah, they played well in four out of the five games. Probably deserved to win one more of those games, whether it be San Jose or Colorado. But when you are as far out of the playoffs as the Islanders are, you can't afford a 2-2-1 two, two, and one road trip. So, yeah, realistically, this team needs to just play better. And one thing that Lou Lamorello said was that, you know, he still has confidence in the core of this team. Understands the circumstances that started the season off on the wrong foot with the 13-game road trip. And then, in my mind at least, more importantly, the way the team was decimated by COVID and the league didn't step in. And then once you had that 08 and 3 
November into early December swoon. The season was just as good as over, uh, barring some kind of a big streak, and the Islanders haven't been able to put that together. Now, there were aspects of the game during, during the five-game road trips, aspects of their play that were more consistently there that are good for the future of this team. The defense had fewer breakdowns. There were fewer quality scoring chances. They went to the net more. The power play showed signs, even if they didn't always score, of creating more opportunities. The penalty kill remained strong. With the exception of a rusty Simeon Varlamov, the goaltending was good. You know, and Varley had the one game where he just didn't have it. But again, it was his first game in, what, three weeks? So, overall... There were things to build on. And, you know, the the, the line of Parise Pajot and Palmieri really uh, showed some chemistry, came up, did good things. Noah Dobson doing good things. There are, and Eulia Sorokin playing strong. There are plenty of things to build on from this road trip. But now, six home games, and they're not easy opponents. Vancouver, St. Louis, Colorado, Columbus, Winnipeg, and Anaheim. Got to build on it. Whether whether you can get back into the playoff race or not, you've got to build on it and just play better hockey. And if the Islanders can do that, uh, then you know that will be a big step forward for this Islander team. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We will preview uh, tonight's game in uh, at home against Vancouver and a lot more. All that still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information, which obviously is now over. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game Monday through Friday with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So it'll be the Islanders and the Vancouver Canucks tonight at the UBS Arena, a 7.30 start. And uh, Vancouver right now, 6th. In the Pacific Division, 26-23-6. Bruce Boudreaux really doing a good job of sort of turning Vancouver's fortunes around after they got off to a slow start. But they've sort of come back to earth after that immediate impact of the coaching change. Still struggling a little to score goals, 22nd in the league in that category. Middle of the pack in goals against 15th. The power play is 14th, respectable, 20.8%, but the penalty kill, dead last in the NHL, only 70.4%. So obviously, the Islanders need to go into this game 
and take advantage of the weak PK of the Vancouver Canucks. The power play has got to be able to strike for a few games. Now, Vancouver, uh, two games in to a four-game East Coast trip. They beat the New York Rangers 5-2 to two, uh, and then fell to the New Jersey Devils 7-2 to two on the first two games of the trip. The loss to the Devils ended a three-game winning streak for the Canucks. Thatcher Demko is the starting goalie. He has started 41 of the team's games this year. <coughs> he is 23-16-2 with one shutout, a 2.59 goals against, and a 9-18 save percentage. The backups have been an issue, and we'll get to that. Uh, meanwhile, JT Miller their leading goal scorer with 20. Also, their leader with 40 assists and obviously 60 points. Quinn Hughes, 37 assists and 41 points. Elias Pedersen, Brock Boser. These are Bo Horvat, uh, Oliver Ekman-Larsen. These are some of the names near the top of the scoring list for the Canucks right now. We look at the line combinations. Top line, Bo Horvat is the center. Vasily Podkolzin is the left wing, Brock Boser on the right. JT Miller centers the second line with Tanner Pearson and Connor Garland on either side of him. Elias Pedersen, Niels Hoglander, and Alex Chason are the third line. And then from left to right on the fourth line, Tyler Mott, Yuho Lamico, and Matthew Highmore. On the blue line, Oliver Ekman Larson and Tyler Myers, a solid top pair. Quinn Hughes and Luke Shen make up the second pair. Brad Hunt and ex-Islander Travis Hamanick are the third pair right now. And in goal, you got Thatcher Demko and Yaroslav Halak, the former Islander. Still some injuries. Uh, Brandon Sutter, Tucker Pullman, and Kyle Burrows all on the IR, while Jason Dickinson remains day-to-day. For the Islanders, the key here is going to be their ability to really continue to play improved hockey. And that's what they've got to do. They've got to take the kind of game they played against Anaheim, the kind of game they played against Colorado even. And, you know, if you're playing a team like Vancouver, who is not as good as Colorado, and very few teams in the NHL even come close— you should be able to come away with a win. The power play will be important. On the PK, Bo Horvat, eight power play goals. Brock Boser, seven. And then Miller and Pedersen with six each. So they have good uh, distribution. They, they, they really do sort of spread things out on the power play there. And, uh, you know, Miller and Quinn Hughes really do the job as far as setting people up. Hughes, very good on the power play. 20 of his 37 assists have come with the man advantage. Again, you know, Vancouver, like the Islanders, has been inconsistent this year. Not going to be easy, and the Islanders are going to need to be playing some solid hockey if they hope to find a way to beat the Vancouver Canucks at UBS Arena, and and again, important that the Islanders start to string some wins together. Right now, 
Uh, Lou Lamorello still not sounding like he is looking at a big sell-off at the trade deadline. To me, with Lou Lamorello, you're going to have to really bowl him over with an outstanding offer in order to get someone who is not on an expiring contract. So, okay, Josh Bailey, uh, Kyle Palmieri, uh, you know, these are guys that they are not eager to trade. And Scotty Mayfield, you know, could Scott Mayfield be traded at the trade deadline? Possibly. Is it likely? No. You don't want to lose another... A solid defenseman who's really been playing better lately. So it looks like Lula Amarello committed to keeping the core of this team together at the trade deadline. And again, it's less than three weeks away now, and we're going to keep everybody updated as to the latest rumors and anything else that uh, concerns who the Islanders may be trading away at the deadline. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have a a player who only played 20 games with the Islanders as our Islanders' birthday of the day back in 1989-90, but he was productive for those 20 games. See if you can guess who it is. This is a pretty obscure one. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And tomorrow, Friday, will be the 59th birthday for former Islander center Gilles Thibodeau. Thibodeau, undrafted, a native of Montreal, Quebec, and uh, made his NHL debut in 1986-87 with the Habs before joining the Islanders in 1989-90. Spent 20 games with the Islanders but had four goals and eight points in those 20 games, then went on to play for Toronto uh, before heading out to Europe, where he played in Switzerland uh, to close out his career. 119 NHL games, 25 goals, 62 points, 40 penalty minutes, also played in eight NHL playoff games, and again, productive in those games. Three goals, six points, in eight postseason contests for Gilles Thibodeau. We are going to look back at one of Gilles Thibodeau's better games with the Islanders. October 20th, 1989 at the Old Cap Center in Landover, Maryland. Islanders taking on the Washington Capitals. Glenn Healy, the Islanders goalie, Don Beaupre in between the pipes for Washington. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Mick Vakoda, his first of the year from Don Maloney and Gilles Thibodeau at 10.08. And it was 1-0 Islanders. Then Vakoda scores again four and a half minutes later. Gilles Thibodeau, our Islanders' birthday of the day, again with the assist. And all of a sudden, it's 2-0 Islanders. And then just 28 seconds after that, Vakoda completes his hat trick His third goal of the game and his third goal of the year, Don Maloney and Gilles Thibodeau with the assists, and it's 3-0 Islanders after one period. In the second, though, the Capitals get back on the board. Dean Chenault off for cross-checking. Michael Pavanka, his fourth from Scott Stevens at 340. Islanders lead cut to 3-1. Randy Wood makes it 4-1 Islanders at 14.05 of the second period. Jeff Norton and Pat LaFontaine with the assist. But 
Doug Wickenheiser gets his first of the year for the Caps. Rob Murray and Bill Holder with the assists. And all of a sudden, the Isles' lead is cut to 4-2. to two. And then, late in the period, with Alan Kerr off for cross-checking and Dean Chenalth off for roughing, Dale Hunter, an Islanders fan favorite, and I'll put that in quotes, uh, scores a power play goal for the Caps, his sixth from Scott Stevens and Jeff Cortnall, and it's a 4-3 to three Islanders lead. But late in the game, it's the Islanders on the power play, and with that power play chance, Brian Trottier cashes in his third Alan Kerr and Jeff Norton with the assist at 18-25. That was all she wrote. Islanders score a 5-3 road win over the Washington Capitals. And for Gilles Thibodeau, our Islanders' birthday of the day, three assists in this game. He was a plus three, also took three shots on goal. And all three assists set up Mick Vakoda for what turned out to be mix only. Career uh, NHL hat trick. So uh, that was a big game for Gilles Thibodeau. And again, you know, only 20 games as an Islander, but eight points in those 20 games. And uh, just a productive kind of a player. Not a big guy, you know. I mean, he, he was 5'10, 165 pounds. So he was more of a skill player, but his skills in the NHL, he was just sort of. Good enough to stick around, but not good enough to establish himself, I guess. And, you know, that's why he only ended up playing 119 career NHL games. So, happy 59th birthday one day early to Gilles Thibodeau. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All right. We will be back tomorrow uh, to give our key takeaways from this game of tonight against the Canucks, and we'll preview the weekend's game Saturday afternoon. The Blues are in town. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone give, help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for us here on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.